Breeze Nation, what is good? I wish y'all knew what happened in the five-minute countdown, dog. I swear to God, it's wild. Breeze Nation, what's good, y'all? It's your boy, Path the Designer. Back at it again. Appreciate y'all for tuning in and rocking with us for another episode of the Windy City Breeze Sports Talk Daily. We got producer, Mr. Two Letters in the building. Mr. Two Letters, if you knew better, you do better. Say who better? Nobody, bro. Look at that man back there, dog. Look at that man back there. Stop playing with him, man. We appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. lot to get to here as we get into this show, man. A lot to get into with this Bears team, with what's going on, with what we heard in the press conference, and, of course, what's coming up at training camp. But to get things started off, man, um, AD, what are you doing back there? What's going on? That's 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 I'm, the I'm, first question. I'm, I'm acting like I'm acting like I'm pressing buttons. That's what I'm. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing. I'm doing my best. I'm acting like I'm pressing buttons. Like okay, cool. Hey, push the fader, hit the tweeter. <laughs> that's what I'm doing back here. Don't touch nothing. That right, you're gonna end up breaking, man. Right. Don't don't push the red button. Don't push the red button. Uh, no, nah, man. I mean, listen. We got we got some interesting news or just some interesting talking points today. Uh, heading into training camp, Bears are really excited. Basically, I mean. When you hear how Justin Fields and when you hear how uh, uh, um, Ryan Poles were talking about this Chicago Bears team, there's optimism around this team. And, and I think maybe, you know, there's usually a little bit more contained optimism when you look at a lot of these teams. And not to say that they're going all out like, oh, my God, this team is going to be uh, uh, um, you know, a 12-win team, 15-win team, all of that. But it is surprising to me to see how optimistic we saw them be today. Ryan Poles set an expectation to me. Ryan Poles talked about how this team not only needs to have Super Bowl aspirations, but you need to go out and try and win the same way consistently. You need to go out and set a standard. And the Bears are trying to set a standard this season with what they're going out and and putting on the field in training camp. And Justin Fields kind of echoed that when him and DJ Moore talked. And DJ Moore kind of coming from the same background of a lot of losing. And to me, what I heard from all of these guys is playoffs is the expectation of this team this season. And, I mean, when you hear that, when you hear that this Bears team is looking to, of, of course, everybody wants to make the playoffs. Everybody wants to go all in. Everybody wants to win at the end of the day. But – it feels like there's an optimism around this team that that really can happen this season. And that's the part that I think gets me the most excited heading into this training camp, hearing how these guys are talking, hearing how these guys are, are locked in, and hearing how, I mean, like we got some interesting nuggets out of this press conference today on what the viewpoint on this team was. Uh, AD, when you when you listened in to, to how this team, you know, basically wants to, wants to attack this training camp, attack this season, you are our resident no matter what Chicago does, you're going all in. Uh, yeah. uh, what's your expectation? What I don't even know if we've asked you this yet. What's your expectation on what this Bears team can do this season, and what do you expect another training camp? I mean, basically, my I'm always optimistic. So as I look at the division first, so it looks pretty good there. Like we definitely have an opportunity to be competitive, and it seemed like just between. Locker room chemistry, everybody hanging out together before camp, yeah. coming in, leading up to camp. It seems like Justin got is playing is playing the leadership role and getting to know everybody. And not just it seems like not just 
the wide receiver room, but every everyone else, anybody coming in new to the team, they're building something cohesive. So we've heard something similar from former players. Um, you've talked to Lance Briggs and McKee, and they both say, like, on those teams where they were re really successful, they had a, a good time and were friends or at least hung out and had fun together off of the field where they got to know one another and yeah. built a real camaraderie. So that, that seems cool. And other than that, it's just – Bro, like, I'm not scared of nobody. Like, I, like, let's let's keep it a buck. I don't, I don't care who folks have signed. Like, bro, I'm I'm not scared of nobody. Yeah. Packers, whatever, cheese all y'all want. Detroit, y'all like um, the Vikings. Y'all are the Vikings. Right, are the Vikings. Like, y'all gonna find a way to screw it up at the last minute. It's just, it's always, it's it's to me, it's the Chicago Bears NFC North division. To lose. To lose is crazy. I'm not going to lie to you. To lose is crazy that it's the Bears division to lose. But what I will say is that um, it's very winnable. And I think that the Bears feel that. I think that's what goes into the optimism. That's why, to me, right, you hear the Chicago Bears talking about having playoff expectations heading into camp. That's why you're hearing the Bears. And listen, they were very tempered. I'm not sitting here telling you they said we're going to win 13 games this year. Justin Fields and DJ Moore basically came out and said, you know, we we feel like we can win. We First off, they said they feel like they could be 500. That would mean we tied with somebody, and that's not good either. But you think about even just that step, 500 from a three-win team is a vast improvement, or 9-8, and 8-9, eight, eight and whatever that is, is a vast improvement from a three-win team. But it seems like even with that, right, like they feel like, okay, listen, yeah, we can be, you know, right around that. And if we are around that, how do we get to the next level? How do we get to the next step? How do we get to, you know, nine wins? How do we get to 10 wins? That's what I think. That's why I think this training camp is going to be so pivotal. And it's going to be really interesting to see what the Bears are going to do to make some additions. Now, we did just get a little bit of an update here um from daniel greenberg tweeting out about or i should say from peggy kaczynski but daniel greenberg tweeted out about it uh, and i saw his first uh basically saying that chicago bears are showing interest in signing pass rusher justin houston i'm assuming peggy maya now teammate said this over on espn 1000 today um justin houston to the bears would be a very very big move I, I mean, that would essentially give you the pass rusher that you're looking for, the pass rusher that this team is going to need. And I guess the question is then when you're sitting there in the room, if you're Ryan Poles, is Justin Houston enough to make Demarcus Walker better, to make Dominique Robinson better? Because remember, whatever player comes here, is going to get the number one looks. The number one looks are double teams, chips, all of that stuff that happens in the backfield. That's what you got to that, – that's what that guy's going to have to deal with. Now, Justin Houston, to me, absolutely a guy who could do that. I wouldn't uh, – I wouldn't be against having Justin Houston here at all. What are your thoughts on if the Bears go out and get Justin Houston um, – as, I mean, I mean, as a signing, would, do you feel like that would be a good move for the Bears to make to add to this defense? I mean, I'm here like, why not? Because at the we're form, it's the building blocks are there. Yeah. So 
if we have if we have any room, if we have any money, whatever whatever it takes to add even more to that, because again, coming off last year and the year before, either we've had personnel issues and coaching is is involved in that, or we've hit, been hit with the injury bug. Yeah. So to me, you can't have too many assets, especially where we are now, where okay, we have everything else set up. We just looking for we're actually looking to see or anticipating to see how the defensive side of the ball will be reacting or playing this season and and waiting in expectation of the offensive side. So any any new additions that come to the defense, of course, being being from here, we are all excited. So anybody with any sort of skill set that can uh, add on to that, I'm with it. Yeah. And I mean, I think here's the main thing, right? At the end of the day, when you look at this Bears team, when you look at this is the part that I don't want people to forget. I'm all for going all in on the offense. I'm all for going after the big offensive guys. Samurai J, shout out for the super chat. I'm all for going after the big offensive guys. I'm all for going out and, you know, trying to get the best weapons that you can. But remember, sometimes your best offensive weapon can be a defense that puts you in a position to go out there and make plays easily. You can't just forget about the defense. You do have to have some sort of uh, um, want to when it comes to, you know, getting to the quarterback. You have to have some sort of ability. To, the Bears were net negative 37 last season when it came to sacks. Your leading sacker was a safety. Was a safety. That's a problem. Jaquan Brisker shouldn't be the guy leading the way in sacks for you. And so for me, like... This is a move that if the Bears were to get this done, if they were to go out and get Justin Houston, I mean, we've got the money to do it. I wouldn't be surprised if they made a move like this. I feel like this would be a move that does take some pressure off of some of the other guys there. And to me, with what this Bears team already has built up, with what this Bears team already has in place, I think that there is a uh, – um, there is – a lot of number twos on this defense. And what I mean by that is DeMarcus Walker is, or I'm sorry, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, DeMarcus Walker is a number two in that Tennessee defense, right? Seven sacks, but wasn't the main guy. Andrew Billings, good sack numbers, wasn't the main guy. Uh, 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 Tremaine Edmonds, TJ, you have a lot of those number twos. Justin Houston to me comes in. He can be a legitimate number one for you. Wouldn't be surprised to see that if you can rush the passer, you can force these guys. You, you turn your blue chip guys into blue chip guys. And I think that's the part for me that gets me the most excited to see the Bears go out and get somebody and gives me the most pause if they don't when I'm sitting here making my prediction on what this defense can be. I mean, honestly... Tremaine Edmonds is who he is because of that pass rush that's been in front of him. You know what I mean? Tremaine Edmonds is a great player, but you can't take away what the bodies up front did for him. Tremaine Edmonds was a great defender, but you can't take TJ Edwards can't take away what the bodies up front did for him. And so for me, I look at a lot of these things that you know, the Bears are trying to put in place, even with the back-end guys, our DBs. You look at Tyreek Stevenson coming in his first year. Uh, 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 Jalen Johnson, Eddie Jackson, all of those guys, right? To me, I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm telling you that I think that they're really good players. But I've seen what a lot of these players have done without a pass rush, and it is not good. 
And so you need that pass rush to be there. You need that pass rush to uh, 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 um, to make yourself a little bit more viable. He's coming off, like I said, a nine and a half sack season. So I think that that would be a really, really good move for the Bears to make. Now, I, if I'm not mistaken, let me get a uh, let me get an age on Justin Houston here. Thirty four. Thirty four years 34. old. You're probably not. I mean, here's the thing: you're not committing long term to him. It's a one year thing. Right. Maybe, maybe a one and one. I don't. The NFL version of a one and one, which basically means we're gonna pay you this money now. We probably cutting you next year. You know what I mean? But that doesn't mean he has an inability to get to the quarterback. You're probably not committing crazy money to him at that. And I think that that's one of the things that Ryan Poles talked about today. If you listen to the press conference, by the way, Samurai J with the super chat said, "Yo, it's been a minute, my guy. We're gonna get a Cubs Sox live call. Let's get it going." Nobody cares. That's the problem. Nobody cares. <laughs> Me and AD ain't talk trash Cubs socks one time. That's fine. Hey, man. We ain't trash talk Cubs socks one time. Cubs creeping up there. but yeah, We don't care. Shout out. Nobody cares. Shout out to the Chicago Cubs. And across the classic, everybody be safe and enjoy the game. Nobody cares. Of course. That's the problem. No fighting. <laughs> hey, fight. The fighting is going to take place just among Sox fans who are like, we got to trade Dylan Cease. No, we don't. <laughs> Well, you better, not, you better not do a spit take on Joe Computers over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But no, nah, man, I just – I, what Ryan Poles was alluding to today um, that I really thought was interesting when asked about what this team was going to be able to do as far as going out and getting pass rushers. Um, of course, you know, we're, we've all talked about Yannick Ngakwe. We've all talked about maybe going and trading for Chase Young. Um, we, we've talked about going and trading for Daniel Hunter. You know, who, who could, who could the bears realistically go out and get? And at the end of the day, it seems like Ryan Poles is not going to overspend to make that Khalil Mack move. But the players that you could go after absolutely take this team from maybe a seven win team to, to me, you're talking about a nine, 10 win team. Is that a mistake? No, I don't, I don't see why. I don't see why it would be. I my thing is, you it's only you only get benefits from signing the OG. So he's thirty four. He's he's been he's formerly he's coming from the Ravens. Yep. So, I mean, you have a plethora of rookies on his team in general. So you so there's nothing but like game that can be given on top of whatever he does give us in a positive is a plus i don't see any negatives from signing him like you say a one-year situation we see what happens something special happens we catch lightning in a bottle we'll address that when we get there but like this the point of everything this year so is is improvement steady improvement what we've been talking about because uh, again there are a lot of options that polls has and we are really, for the first time in a while, we we playing with house money. Yeah. House money. This is very reminiscent of the Cubs exceeding expectations in 2015 and, and getting the cards up out of there in that first round of the playoffs. Like everything, like we're playing with house money. Everything we, we do in a positive, we are really taking. And anything else we take with a grain of salt and being critical but hopeful. So that is so that is a b- very big theme or backdrop of the season yeah we'll see man i mean it, I, i'm i'm 
I think that Justin Houston signals that you realize you have to do something, but you're not willing to overpay for that something. Right. And that's not a that's not a problem for me because to me, right, you're still a year, maybe two years away from Super Bowl championship talk, which means that you have to build on top of draft classes, which means that you have to put teams together that are uh, um, you've got already Ryan Poles' first draft class. He's now bringing in his second one here. You're compiling those teams together. And so to me, if you're going to start making moves like that, if you're going to start uh, uh, trying to trying to put together a team that's going to be a long-lasting team, I don't think that you can give up, at least to me, trade assets. And I mean, here's the thing. I love Yannick Ngakwe, but paying him now, he's heading towards 30. You're going to be on the other side of 30, paying him most of his contract. At, at a certain point in the NFL, there does come a drop-off. I'm not saying there's a guarantee. I'm not saying I wouldn't go out and sign him. But if there is a number that is too high for the long term of this team, I can understand why Ryan Poles wouldn't want to go out and sign a guy like that right now. Because I think think about the last time we did this, right? Khalil Mack is the last. That is a – if you go out and get a Yannick Ngakwe, if you go out and trade for a Daniil Hunter, if you that is your Khalil Mack swing for the fences move. Khalil Mack got hurt and we had nothing left. Right. And that's why we were eight and eight, nine, eight and nine. Uh, what were we one year? We were freaking last year, we were six and eleven. You know what I mean? Like that's why those things happen. And so you can't just risk it all to go out there and, and try and make one move work. I like the move. I think I agree that it is a very important position, but Ryan Poles told you coming into this season, there's still going to be holes on this team. So you got to, you got to kind of live with some of the holes that are going to be there. Like the video. If you agree, subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love, man. Stay with us on this. We got, we going to keep improving it. As y'all can see, we got a little more light in the studio. We got a little light in the studio today. You know, you can see me a little bit. AD still in the right. back, a little dark. That's all right. Hey, we man, gonna, I'm, I'm, we I'm gonna just, get it right. I'm now. just black. You know, we go just black. Because <laughs> I'm black, y'all. Because I'm, I'm black, y'all. Because I'm black and I'm black and I'm black, y'all. No, but uh, I, I think that there's, there's a lot of good that can come from this year's training camp. This, to me, is such a pivotal training camp for Ryan Poles, for the Chicago Bears, for the future of this team, not just because of what Justin Fields is going to be able to do, but because you're finally going to see what two draft class layered on top of each other is realistically going to be. And that's going to be really interesting. That's going to be really interesting to see. Something else that we got out of here, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. Appreciate you guys for showing love. A lot of nuggets, a lot of nuggets out of the uh, – out of the pressers today. Justin Fields let it slip what the concern was with Chase Claypool. Remember yesterday, Chase Claypool was taken off of the pup list mm -hmm. after being on the pup list for a day. Ryan Poles basically said that uh, Justin Fields, or I'm sorry, that uh, Chase Claypool needed a couple extra days um, to be a part of the offseason program uh, because he wasn't active or wasn't able to go. He was physically unable to perform. Said it was nothing, little tweaks tweaks here and there, blah, blah, blah. Justin Fields talked about, you know, what they were doing out in Florida. Their throwing sessions said they were throwing a little bit here before they went down to Florida. And then they go down 
um, to Florida, throw a little bit there. And he let it slip that it was a knee that was the issue with Chase Claypool. That, you know, that was the problem that got him on the pup list. And so I ask everybody out there in the fan base, appreciate you guys for showing love. Uh, is there concern on Claypool at all? Some of y'all came out hard against Claypool the other day. I'm not going to lie. Some of y'all came out like, oh, we knew this guy was a bust. Are you concerned at all about Claypool this season staying healthy after what we saw yesterday? What do you think, AD? Um, I mean... My thing with my thing is always with football players they're gonna be banged up. Mo, I, I, I would say almost eighty to what ninety five percent of them by mid season are playing through some type of um, nagging soreness injury whatever. Like it's it's really a game. It's what now thirteen weeks of attrition. So like it's it's really like. You want to do whatever it takes to get him on the field, let him practice with him, or practice or get his reps in with Justin. But it seems like this might be a little hiccup. You know, you 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 give him rest, you let him run on it, you see how it goes. But I don't think it's any anything out of the normal. The only thing with us is we want, well, I personally want because I, I'm looking for him to you know put up some numbers be somebody that is reliable for Justin. Like, I want him to be able to be on the field so he can build a rapport, so he can build a rapport with us. I think the more we see Claypool, the more, the more like, flack, the less flack he will get and actually be able to kind of build a rapport with the fans and order for us to trust him and trust that he'll get plays called for him and that when the ball goes that way that he'll go up and get it. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not – Here's the two here's the two parts that are tough to me, right? One, I'm not worried about Claypool from the standpoint of him being healthy right now. Cause I think that these are now does it suck that these are things that are happening at the beginning of the season? Yeah, he missed pretty much all of OTAs. He missed all of minicamp. Um and you would like to see him there. But he's out there training with Justin, getting some throwing reps in with Justin. Justin talked about how he feels good about what he did in the offseason, how he dug into this playbook. And not the – I know we all sit here and we're like, he should have been able to do something last season. I do agree he should have been able to do a little bit more than what he did last season. I'm not telling you that he shouldn't. He should have been able to do a little bit more than what he did last season. Like, you can't, you can't tell me y'all couldn't say, go be tall. <laughs> you know what I mean? What's the play call? Go be tall. Set hut. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, you can't tell me we couldn't have drawn up something like that. And we did see that a little bit more towards the end. But Justin and DJ Moore talked about this playbook today. And they both were basically like, it's not easy. It's a, it's a very complicated, complex playbook when you dig into it and dive into it. Coming in in the middle of the season, that's not the best time for you to be diving into it right. for the first time in your life. Um, pause. <laughs> but. I do think that there should have been more production out of him last season. You should have been able to get more because he was banged up at different times during the season. Um, you know, he, he's not able to get that cohesiveness in. Right. I also think, I also do believe this 110%. It's not just Claypool. It's a little bit on Justin, too. It's a little bit on Justin, too. What? Justin Fields didn't trust nobody. 
Oh, but that he wasn't at camp with. Yeah, but Mooney, yeah. And that's why I'm so he needs to be in camp with Justin. He needs to be building this trust with Justin. We'll be at camp tomorrow. I can't wait to see what he looks like out there tomorrow, or if they're gonna ramp him up slowly and different stuff like that. But like, hey, question, question though. Go ahead. Um, for you and the chat, really did um, it's the fact that he was kind of like he was he was. The fact that he was kind of being mixy over the summer, like he was at what Paris Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, he yeah. was out here, you know, uh, being leisurely, you know, being mixy amongst other celebrities and stuff like that. Does that bear anything upon your um, reflection of him and coming down to like the brass tacks of him being at camp or getting prepared for football this season? It can't. Justin was with him. Wasn't Justin at Paris Fashion Week with him? I'm not. I don't know. We look at the quarterback a little different. Like he he has met some some level of expectation. Has he? And perform he performed well or showed I mean, some improvement. Listen, I so I, the, the, no let, never never let him. me be the be the Colin Cowherd of this show. But he won three games last year by design. Oh no, yeah, no, by design. Completely. But I'm just saying, like, it's not like he was so ineffective. Where we like, you don't need to go anywhere but be in a playbook. Like we could understand and see, like, okay, cool, he outside a little bit. Yeah, and he was outside a little bit. But with Claypool, like, we didn't see enough of him. And then for the most we've seen of him is to be, you know, being outside and, and doing his thing. I'm not mad at, of course, them whatever they want to do in their leisure time. But we like, man, can you sit down? Like you're standing up a lot. I need yeah. you to sit. Like you know, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Does that have a bearing on on anything that? is occurring now. I don't think it's something that leaves like a bad taste in our mouth. I don't think it's anything that affects his game. I think every time Justin called for them to go out there and try and throw, he was out there with him. For sure. You know what I mean? And we and Justin talked about that and we've heard that from him. He he wasn't a guy who was shying away from the work. He wasn't a guy who was shying away from the playbook. He was fine being a part of what they were trying to do. But I the one thing that I will say at the end of the day is that there's always going to be concern on is a guy able to stay healthy more so than is a guy able to have like listen we all know Derrick Rose is talented Thanks. he couldn't stay healthy nobody would sit here and tell you that Derrick Rose couldn't play basketball he just couldn't stay healthy I, I Chase Claypool can play yeah. I saw it I've seen it it's just it feels going to be able to get the most out of him now that's up to Claypool you know and how hard he's going to be able to go but Chase Claypool can play. He can play football. He can go up and get the ball. He can catch it. He can bring it in. I've seen him score eight touchdowns in a season, being the number two on a team. Like, he can play football. And not for nothing, What um, as much as I've heard um, you talk about it, um, even um, shout out to your co-host, uh, Courtney Cronin. Um, she was talking about the way uh, DJ Moore and how efficiently he runs routes and stuff like yeah. that. Like, that, that type stuff is contagious. If, you know, if I'm not mistaken. So, like, even so, him being more efficient in, in just his technique can also help him, his longevity, being on the field. No, 100%. I, I just think that the thing for me with Claypool is not anything about what he's a, what his ability is. What we've seen of him early on is small nagging things that keep taking him off the field. And I think that in those situations, you don't have the time to build that trust with your QB. And so I, th that's the only thing. I wasn't concerned about Claypool missing any amount of time with this. 
Like I really wasn't. I wasn't. I like when they were like Claypool's on the pup. But I think that there was two things that were that were probably the most concerning. One, because do we really know Chase is the number two? Like in my mind, he's your number two. He should be. He's on paper. He should be on paper. He should be a better wide receiver than Darnell Mooney is. I've seen him be a better wide receiver than Darnell Mooney is. But Mooney a dog, and we like him. But but the, and we like him. And, and, we like and him. no, but most importantly, Justin likes him. Right. And so to me. While I think that there's more talent and just pure size in Chase Claypool, I can't sit here and tell you that if Chase Claypool's not on the field enough, if he's not it at training camp the entire time, if he's not getting this work in, all of a sudden, Justin Fields isn't going to say, well, I trust Mooney more because I trust Mooney more to be here and I've already got this relationship built up with him. Justin talked about it today, sitting there telling – uh, he told reporters, uh, I think Courtney asked the question about, you know, how have you been able to work in Darnell Mooney back into, you know, getting throwing time and stuff in with him. And he's like, we're just trying to get him back to feeling like who he was. We're trying to get him back to feeling like the player that he that he felt like he could come out and be last season. And just that means Justin's out here working with this guy, just like he's working with Claypool, except Claypool misses vast gaps of time. He's going to go to the guys that he trusts to be there more than not. Yeah. You didn't see Equinamius getting a ton of balls. You didn't see uh, 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 Byron Pringle getting a ton of balls. You didn't see um, Nikhil Harry getting any passes thrown his way. Like, these guys got one, two passes thrown their way every now and then. Somebody was telling me about Equinamius St. Brown and how he was um, how he was terrible uh, and, and you know, he just he couldn't catch the football. And, and the, of course, he's got the one drop that is very iconic for last season. But, like, when you see the stats of Equinamius last season, <laughs> he's basically your number two receiver. He had 38 passes thrown his way. Oh, 38? He caught 21 of them. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I couldn't even – I can't tell you that Justin threw th – I'm like, how did he get off 38 passes? <laughs> bro, bro, he got 38 passes oh, thrown wow. his way. Hey, man. I, I Like, number and, twos on teams – like, think about this, like, Chase Claypool was the number two on a team that had Antonio Brown, who was getting all of the passes. Right. And Chase Claypool got 70-plus balls thrown his way. I mean, like, <laughs> we want we want good problems. Like, what – like, it's like, wouldn't it be a great issue to have when everybody – like, all, all, your, all your receivers are beating their men, so where do you want to go? Yeah. So that's, that's what I would love to see. Of course – in Chicago football, we love to see like the running game take off and and everything can build off that. But it would really be great for us to have a really balanced offensive attack where, okay, cool, I can get Mooney two, three, four touches. I can get D DJ Moore his touches. I can yeah. get everybody get their touches. Like cool, I can you know I can I can send this to him and then let everybody like just put everybody in the best situation to do good business. Like, okay, cool. Yeah. Everybody can go out there and do their job and contribute to a W. Like, let's let's get that off. Like, that's that's that would be the most ideal thing to get. So that's why it's like, it's really, like you mentioned, imperative for us all that this man could get on the field with Justin and get some reps in. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And even with Mooney, right, like, I think Mooney is going to thrive this season. Back in the slot? Yeah, you're back in the slot. He's going to thrive. Right. 
cooking. And remember, like I think Muggs forget too. Like Mooney was one of the everybody forget how how cold this man was at route running from. Like I always think about how he had Jalen Ramsey shook and Mr. Trubisky sailed at seventeen feet over his head, bro. It's gonna be cool. It's what's what's that button you hit a matter when you run like the slant and the curl all the time? Like I just want hot route bow. Him a man right there. Well, and I think that's the thing. Like Mooney's a guy who's gonna be sure-handed. He's gonna be underneath right. now, back in that slot. He's gonna be a, a, a easy weapon anything. for Justin to get to. The route running is gonna be crazy. Every night, it's not like they're not gonna send Mooney out deep at all this season. Like I really think that Luke Getzey is gonna be able to do some really, really good things with this offense this season. Uh, shout out to R Hall for the super chat as well. Appreciate that. He said, who's the other voice out here? That's AD. He just forgot to switch the camera oh, every now and then right. when he's talking. He didn't got into the conversation now. He forgot to switch the camera. I was, I'm, I, I, oh, hey, hey. How's, hey, how's how it going, doing, guys? guys? Thanks hey. for coming. What I'm up? sitting in class at first time listening to Dilla. Dilla. Like, yeah, Everything's good. Hey, uh, let's take a quick break. We're going to sit here and pay some bills real quick. I want to give a big shout out to a sponsor of the show, Goat Coats out here, man. Listen, Goat Coats is keeping us fresh. We get, we're talking a ton of football. We're talking a ton of uh, 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 um, sports, especially in the fall. And Goat Coat's always keeping us fresh, man. If you're looking for high-quality merch to wear while you're watching the Bulls and or Bears, Goat Coat's has you covered. They provide a stylish look that keeps things simple for going out to eat before or after the game, but captures the fandom of a Chicago sports fan inside their premium Bomber jackets. That's right. You heard it here first. Bomber jackets with jerseys on the inside. If you want to flip that thing around and show your fandom, you can have anybody you want over there at goatcoats.com. I believe they had a Walter Payton one when they did a pop-up shop when I popped out the one. Fire. Fire. They got Justin Fields. They've got all the bears that you want on there. And here's the best part for a limited time. You can use the promo code Windy City on their website to receive 5% off your purchase of a single item. Or if you buy two or more, and I'm going to tell you this, you're going to want to buy a couple of them. You can save 15% on any order of two items or more with the promo code Windy City 2. Don't wait. Visit goatcoats.com today and discover why we here at the Breeze believe that the Chicago merch for Chicago fans. The one thing that they do always want me to say is uh, you don't have to get Chicago on there, but uh, you, you, should. you should. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You just it's you just the best show. city in the world, baby. It's the best city in the world, baby. Let's get back into this conversation, man, because I think we're having some good dialogue, good good back and forth on this. Uh, I appreciate you guys for tuning in. If you're in here right now, hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We do talk Chicago sports daily on this channel. It's the only channel to talk Chicago sports, how Chicago talks. Make sure that you get in tune with us. I think this is probably going to be our, uh, our our time for most days on the daily show going live at 6 p.m. Feels feels right. Feels good. Evening time. You know what I'm saying? Y'all driving home. We're already in the studio chilling, relaxing, trying our best, you know, uh, trying our best just to be here and be awake. But uh, no, I appreciate you guys for showing love as you all have. Um, here's a interesting conversation 
that we really haven't had on this show. Saquon Barkley today got paid one year, $11 million. Do you care? And I love having these conversations with AD because of who AD is. <laughs> because I know he cares. Do you care where the running back market is right now? Um, I don't like – I think it, this happens periodically in sports where on a team sport, mind you, the hierarchy is made of who's more important to a team. And then especially with football being such – like a game with so much history, you've seen it kind of volley back and forth between what they call the, um, like your premier positions, where yeah. the quarterback has, it's always been a steady agreement that that's an important, important position. Yeah. Then with the game changing back and forth between like a, a, like a high percentage throwing offense or a heavy running offense is who gets paid. Yeah, yeah. So right now, what, in the past like five, six years, it's been heavy wide receiver. Like, it seems like as soon as what's my man's, uh, Patrick Mahomes came in and then Andy uh, Andy Reid instilled that offense, then you then Tom Brady moved to the Bucks. Okay, cool. At that point, it seemed like uh, we paying receivers now because yeah. we, we running this high level offense. With the with the RBs, it's just to me. It's, these conversations are crazy because we throwing around billions of dollars. It's like man, but like, it's I, not I, as many millions right. as uh, I as run a the ball like, for uh, a couple Justin million. Herbert like that's cool, but of course these these being professionals and these being breadwinners for their families, I can understand you being like, man, I put in heavy amount of work, uh, a lot of risk. Running backs are 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 level are really up against the grain with like running like having a car crash having almost every play i just don't like the the openness of saying like ah yeah whatever it's just a running back like bruh especially in like coming from where we come from where we are we are in chicago like our we love the running back it's sweetness bro it's it's like the the bears are built on running a football and defense. Yeah. So, like, we appreciate a running back over here. But, of course, in a market where uh, – and especially with people like Saquon because they're, like – he came in in the middle. Like, you were drafted, like, your first two years, like, okay, cool, they're still paying them. Yeah. Like, you got Derrick Henry running down, like, running over everybody. Then, like, uh, upon contract time is when, okay, they want to they wanna pay the guys that catch the football. Instead of paying the guys that that get get ahead, get I will to say them. Saquon's situation to me is the difference because I'm not gonna lie to y'all. Here in Chicago, I I love that we just drafted Roshan Johnson. I hope I wish him nothing but success. I hope that he does become a Saquon Barkley. I love that we have Khalil Herbert. I'm going to miss David Montgomery, but at the end of the day, a running back is not going to be the best player on your team when we win a Super Bowl. And I'm saying win because I'm speaking it into existence. Stop playing with me. Hit that like button. <laughs> a running back is not going to be the reason that we win. I have to. It's going to be an accentuation. But you think about this. What's the last Pro Bowl running back that was on a Super Bowl winning team? 
What are we talking about? Marshawn Lynch? And he didn't even lead the team in rushing in that game. Oh, wow, yeah. I don't Is it? So I'm not super familiar with how, like, contracts are structured. And I'm going to leave that to the people that get paid to do that. However, to me, I will put some of this in the running backs court where it's like, it's, this is all about who you hire. Yeah. Look at my man Jalen Hurts. Got he got he got the right people on his he a quarterback. Honestly, I understand, he but still, it's a lot of people. Justin, Justin Herbert just got two hundred sixty-two million dollars. That's a I, very I different. I understand you playing with different numbers. Yeah, but to me, the standards are kind of always built based off what a team is willing to accept and what your agent will offer. Like I, I argue with you all the time. I say, yeah, an agent is going to throw a number out there. But it's the team's job to either say yes or no. Yeah. So how ridiculous is it going to be? To me, they, uh, the NFL or NFL teams and GMs have to start. Well, we'll start talking to the right agent who is going to offer up the right type of contract, either whether it's front loaded, back loaded, whatever incentives, yeah. whatever you want to do. But you have something has to be in there to make them feel valued. I think clearly the, the market is not. Yeah. Feeling valued at all. I think the only difference is shout out to Lamont for this comment. He said that's the problem, Pat. They should have gave the ball to beast mode. I'm not gonna <laughs> no, lie. That's true. <laughs> this is true. They should have gave the ball to beast mode. But here's here's the biggest reason we're having this conversation now because nobody cared before. It's because of Saquon. We've never been at a point in these conversations where we've had to have these conversations on the guys that do everything. Saquon is giants off. Yeah. Right. Like there were people that were sad to see Monty go here in Chicago, but it was because we liked Monty. It wasn't because of everything that Monty did on the football field. And he held it down. Like, like it was because Monty ran hard. Yeah. It was because that Monty never gave up. It was right. Monty broke 900 yards one time in his whole career. And I'm not gonna sit here and tell. And by the way, last season we had one of the best run blocking defenses. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, like, I, I'm I, I'm sorry, run blocking offenses. So for me, I'm sitting here and I'm I'm telling you that the only reason we're having this conversation is because Saquon is the Derrick Henrys who've gotten paid. Saquon is the Christian McCaffreys who's gotten paid. Saquon is the, right? Like he is that guy. And yes, he's had the ACL injuries. He's had all the issues. I still wouldn't have drafted him number. I, I don't think it changes draft compensation to me, but the kind of player that he is usually does get paid in the NFL usually does get that nice size contract. And so don't be surprised to me if, you know, he's not, he, he took this deal basically so that he didn't get the franchise tag. And now he's going to go into next season and get the heck out of there. Because I think if they try to franchise him again, the money is ridiculous at that point. I think at some point, either this probably will have to be on, on the NFLPA, but someone has to acknowledge the fact that they are in one of the highest risk positions in football. But that's why the money's not coming in. So I understand that. But something has to be, like, the speaking as an employee, it. it's like, offer me something. Like, you got to give me something. So either I cannot, based off of how they're talking, yeah. I can no longer wait 
for contract renegotiations two or three years into me playing my professional career to look for getting the bag. So either something like we're going to rely on incentives and I'm still going to bet on myself or I get more guaranteed money. Yeah. Now that how we structure it, how we do it, I'm willing to agree with that. I'm willing to have that conversation 110 percent of the time. But we can't. Here's the thing that I don't like. We've gotten to a point in society where. Saying the thing that is true. Is not the right thing to say because it makes people upset. What's true is the running back position is oversaturated. What's true is after 28, offensive coordinators are not looking to have the same running back in there because you see a steady drop off. What's true is that the numbers when running backs hit 28 plus is not the best numbers. And every now and then you do get your outliers like a Matt Forte, like a Thomas Jones, like a, you know, Walter Payton, like like whoever you want, where as they were older, they still were able to put up bigger numbers and different things like that. But those are your outlier guys. They Those are very far and few between guys. You're going to get a Derrick Henry who's probably still going to be able to be a monster at 32, 33 years old. You want to know why? Because he's still one of the biggest dudes on the field. But the running back position is oversaturated. But also, like, it's just it's a lot of things that come into the fact that, okay, cool, the NFL wants to be, like, dramatic and just not pay them. However, we see the game adjust in many ways, but they haven't adjusted to the market being oversaturated. Okay, cool. We only see a couple teams have two running back sets. Or or run a, a or to run it like but or I think that's or ground and pound and kind of like attack with your first and second string. They they're not they're steadily re- relying on one RB. We're gonna run like he's gonna be the workhorse, but you don't want to pay him. That yeah. those don't equate. Yeah. Like you to me, you can't you can't have it like you can't have them both. But try telling Roger Goodell that. But like you can't have like you can't have them both. So some adjustment will have to happen. So either, okay, cool. If you see my numbers dropping, then ease my like take ease my workload by getting me another quarterback or another running back yeah. to split my reps, but I still can eat. Yeah. And then that helps the team and that helps the player. And then you can pay them like pay them both but uh, still allow me to prove my worth. Like, it's it's got to be a little bit more give and take. You can't just work me like a dog well, that's... and then not pay me. But I think that's the thing, too, right? Think about this. The guys that were getting worked like a dog got money. Yes, it shortens your career. So what do you want? That's that's the, the guys that were getting worked like a dog. Emmett Smith got worked like a dog. Now, granted, he had an offensive line in front of him that was moving dudes left and right. But Emmett Smith got worked like a dog. Derrick Henry got worked like a dog. Adrian Peterson got worked like a dog. And guess what? When contract time came, they looked at him and was like, ah, well, we got nothing else. That's wild. We got Case Keenum. I like I, it, it's there's you there gotta, are two things that can be true. Yeah. It cannot be fair, right? but it can be what the facts are that are here. True. And the facts are that are here is that your three down backs don't exist anymore realistically. 
more times than not, you do have that two running back set where you're going to get, you know, what the Bears kind of have here with Herbert, possibly Roshan, but Deontay Foreman. You're going to get what the Packers have. You're going to get, you know, and even right, but even that two running back set, yeah. what the Lions have with Gibbs now and, and Monty, but even that two running back set, guess what? What the Lions have with Gibbs and Monty, Monty just signed there. Monty just signed there. Guess how long he probably going to be there if Gibbs is – he's going to be their number one if Gibbs is what he's supposed to be coming out of college? Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, yeah. A half a season maybe. If if I'm if I'm the, the current running backs or looking or if I just got drafted or if I'm up for – if I'm a running back in general, like in the league, yeah. these agents need to talk. It's not that many agents. Like they don't – it's not as many agents as players. Like they all – like whoever – Whoever is, whoever are these agents that are representing any type of, type of running back, you there has to be some type of confab or anything, group chat, whatever you have amongst them yeah. so that they can all offer the same thing. Because they're going to play them against one another. Okay, cool. I can't I can't pay him this because the RB at in, in Louisiana or in a, yeah, right, in Louisiana and getting paid that. Or well, they just paid so and so, right? New Orleans, my bad. <laughs> he went Louisiana, right? Like, Louisiana, I'm like, what? This Louisiana, right? Or up in New York, they're not paying him that much. Or in Green Bay, they're not paying him. So yeah. that could stop that. But there has to be some type of, there has to be some consistency met. Like, it is very easy for a quarterback or any one quarterback to set the market, like Jalen Hurts just did. Yeah. Or now Justin Herbert just did. Yeah. So. Somebody has to be innovative in a way. Like I said, guarantee these men, this, these men, their money. If you're not gonna pay me on the back end, so guarantee either it's gonna be it's, it's gonna be it has to take the right person to tell somebody to oh to tell a team cool. Guarantee this rookie this contract, or just make it more frequent. If you want to do the one year deal or hit them with that, yeah, guarantee yeah. me something that second year if I perform the first something. Somebody gotta get gotta come in there fast talking and creative. Well, I mean, here's here's the thing, realistically, right? Everybody's upset. Everybody's tweeting about it. At the, you know, <laughs> see, everybody, oh, we ain't get. Guess what Saquon did? Hey, man. He signed that contract. Right, gonna get it done because eleven mil better than. As long nothing. as they're paying millions of dollars for somebody to go set a hut, turn around, and give you a football. People are going to sign that contract. Muzz are like, they're trying to kill the running back position. They're not killing the running back position. You want to know why? Because if all of y'all leave, if today every NFL running back got up and said, we're not running, there is a group of dudes that absolutely will show up in your place to run that football. It's an oversaturated market. Right. You led, know what? Led you by know Keanu Reeves. I, you know where I can't do that? The replacements out here. You know what I mean? You know where I can't do that? If Patrick Mahomes says, I'm not playing unless you pay me more money, oh, yeah. I can't go out and find him again. As much as I love Christian McCaffrey, I can guarantee there will be another Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. Maybe he won't be white. 
That's 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 tough. Yeah, I mean, like that's <laughs> it's just it's numbers. Can we can we put him higher? Because like the NFL can only have a couple spunky white boys. <laughs> and like you sprinkle them nah, around. Nah, he's not even spunky. See, spunky white dude is like a Kirk Heinrich, right? The, like the Kelsey's, he's the smart guy. The Kelsey's are spunky. Yeah, like, nah. The who? The, the Kelsey's? No, nah, no. Nah. They're spunky. No, nah, come on. Travis Kelsey is that's the other one. That's the other one. That's, that's not the other one. That's he's not spunky. One. Like he's just skill, pure. Like hey, listen. There's a lot of this. This 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 took a weird turn at the end of this. But there's not many sports that you're gonna get the black dudes on the other side to go. We don't know how to stop him. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. When it comes to the that's white dude right now, maybe hockey still. Yeah, you know I mean, like you're not gonna get that too often, bro. Right, you ready for a scrap? I'm ready for a scrap. You ready for? <laughs> I'd have a scrap. Have a scrap. <laughs> but like, it's it's got to be something because it, it, to me, even if even if you want to be a goofy like Roger Goodell, sometimes can be uh, uh unhappy. League of running backs does not help the product. Because, I mean, some some people are – because I've heard some people anticipating, like, okay, what are they going to do? Are you not going to – are you not going to, like, if your team sucks, are you really going to be going trying to go to battle for your for your fellow brothers or your team if if you're four and whatever and yeah. you're going to try to play? Like, yeah, are you yeah. going to sit out now? Or, uh, like, what is going to happen? Already – Football is built to like, okay, cool. We we know the comparisons. Like these are gladiators. Like they're they're going into war with one another. W- yeah. What have you? Your teammate is gonna. This is a team sport. At the end of the day, you're gonna fight for your like you're gonna fight with and for your teammates. Even if you're not the one up for a contract, somebody on your team is. Here's here's the part that nobody talks about though, and this is the part that that you have to have full nuance with football. Yeah. Football is very different. It's a very different sport. How many people on the Chicago Bears make more than $5 million? 53 people on the roster. How many people on the team make more than $5 million? My guess? Mm-hmm. Out of 53? Out of 53. And there's more right now, but of course yeah. some of these months ain't going to make it. Uh, maybe what's, what's, what will be 30% of that? It's less than half. It's definitely less than half. I say 30% of the team makes over five. You're going to make me do percentages. I, I know it's less than that, but still. So, um, including staff or just players? Just players. Just players out of 53-man roster, maybe 20. 10. 10 players? 10 players. Nobody talks about that, though. Make more than five million? Make more than $5 million. TJ Edwards makes five. What I got to do to make one million? What I got to make? What do I, what I got to do to make 800,000? Uh, be a player. Bruh, just be a player. And that's what I They're looking that's, for a practice squad. That's what that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Like when you when you look at the NFL, there's one DJ Moore makes 20 mil. Okay. Understandably. Understandable. Eddie Jackson makes 17. Okay. That's not gonna be on the books much longer, right? The two, gap two from years. 17, he gotta get resigned. The okay. gap from 17 to Justin Fields is 12 million dollars. And it's because Justin hasn't gotten paid yet. When Justin gets paid or if he doesn't, whatever that is, blah, blah, blah. But it's football. They don't pay a ton of guys $20 million plus. 
They're not sitting there giving all of the players on the team. I'll even let's let's do a different team. Let's do a different team. Just so it's not me. You know, I, I picked the Bears because we're talking about the Bears. But let's do let's say Kansas City, right? They got a lot of good players there. Kansas City got a lot of good names. Let's look at Kansas City's payroll. How many players you think on that team make above five million dollars? Um what I said last time, 20, and I was wrong. You said 10 for the Bears. It's got to be 20 for them, though. Eight. About eight? Even less? And they win a Super Bowl? Because How? I'm paying my quarterback. I'm paying my right tackles. I'm paying Harrison Butker getting $5 million is kind of crazy. I'm not going to lie to you, but shout out to him. You know what I'm I'm, I'm, I'm Marquez Valdez-Scantling is getting 11. Justin Reed's getting 12. Travis Kelsey, 14. Joe Tunney, 22. They Chris Jones, 28. Chris Jones is getting 28. That, that's who By the way, Chris, or that's his, my bad. That's his cap hit. Hold on, hold on. Hold tight on, end on, should on. be tight. Because Kelsey making 14 bill is crazy. But for scoff, I can't scoff at millions of dollars. But but that's, but still, that's my 14 point. million is crazy. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what I'm that's my point with all of this, right? Like when you're sitting here talking about what these guys are making, how much money they're really making, how much money the running back position is getting. That's just football. The gap is what the gap is. And I'm sorry, there are a lot more important positions than running back on the field. You want to know why? Because, and no disrespect to Emmitt Smith, I believe he still has the most rushing yards ever. I don't think anybody's going to touch that for a little while, especially now with the conversation that we're having right now. Why? Because they, because they hey, you get up out of here, right? After Emmitt Smith retired, they still had a thousand yard rusher. Yeah. Multiple seasons in a row. Yeah. The most important person on that team was them five bodies up front that was like, excuse me, but could you could you get out the way, right. brother? And so for me, I'm I'm sitting here having a conversation where I'm okay with where the running back market is right now, not because they're getting what they deserve, but because that's what the market dictates based on how many people there are that can do it. So Will this lead to the conversation about whether to get rid of the cap? I mean, they listen, Pat Mahomes is basically pulling in half a billy before taxes. Like, I, what you gonna do to get rid of the cap? Because <laughs> my thing is like, what are, you, what are you gonna what are you gonna do? Like, I'm gonna pay you so more that's, because of that, right? So that like, because, I don't think that's because baseball, baseball doesn't have a cap, and you can kind of play a player. Yeah, hey, but a that, player, what you feel as an owner, you feel like is this work? Yeah, is but that's work? the problem though, because in baseball they don't have a cap, and then you know you can build the Padres. Now the Padres haven't won nothing, but you can build that team where you literally can just go. I as long as I got tag or as long as I got, I got money around, yeah. I can go out and do it. Yeah, you know what I mean. And like that. That player. is a that that to me is a different problem to have because realistically now. The show Shohei's not gonna go to any team not named the Yankees, the Cubs, the the I mean who a bigger market. A it, bigger market. Because no those are the only ones that can the market. It does. It does alienate. It's gotta be a bigger markets. market. So if you're a big name guy, like listen, the White Sox got the money to do it, but you want to know why they won't? Because <laughs> Jerry finally broke a, a, a hundred million. Oh no, he didn't break a hundred million. Who how much he paid that? But whatever it was, 95 mil or something like that. Oh, the, oh yeah. Like, like they're not gonna pay it. 
It's, yeah, it, gets, it does get tricky with both hands, but like something, something's to, it's just something's got to give because you can't have like to me again. People want to see AD put the camera. Oh, oh, no. there he is. So it's just no, it's just something's got to give because having unhappy employees is going to lead to something happening. So cool. A lot of things have to happen. Obviously, what we mentioned. But a French benefit out of this was, is that maybe as a running back, you want to be more complete. Yeah. Like, you, uh, we see you. But, okay, we see you can catch. But the tough but blocking is, is a big thing. The tough part is you can't get more complete than Saquon. It just happened with him. Henceforth to the point, no one cared to Saquon. Yeah. Nobody bro. cared to Saquon. It's tricky, bro. It's, it's we, tough. I, I like Steve-O. Steve-O and Vern both have been having this conversation in the uh, in the comments about uh, what should they do to address the franchise tag abuse. I What, what are you going to do? Because they can tag a player unlimited, right? I, no, you only get three. You get three in their career. Wait. I you thought – um, Now, I will say this. Maybe, how about your boy? How maybe your you boy make in, it – Kirk the, got three. Kirk got three? That's, why he, got that's why he can never get tagged again. Oh, wow. Now, maybe you make tag rules based on the position and the, and the lifespan of that position. If a position is, you know, right now the running back position is 28. After 28, you don't see a lot of these guys stick around as much anymore. If if the lifespan of the position is because of that, boom, maybe that's why you do it or, or how you position the tag. You only allow a certain amount of tag, whatever it is. But, like, I mean, Kirk Cousins got paid off his tag. The tag. Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. They, the, it franchise, was doubling. the franchise tag is set up so but, that you shouldn't use it more than once. Right. It's doubled, right? It doubles each every time. time. So like it doubles and then it doubles again and then it doubles again. So what was so realistically, it's as tough as it is, and because you want the long-term guarantee and all that, I know why they do that. Right. But if you if you're a running back, and as much as it sucks to say, if somebody's willing to tag you. More than once, financially, that's the best finance you're going to get right now. It's not what you want because at a second you could blow your knee out, somebody could hit you, you'd be done. It's gonna, it's gonna get tricky because even like, because now I'm realizing even if okay, cool. If you want to say, if I'm an agent, and I would say, okay, you want to, how about you guarantee my client this money? Yeah, and they say, okay, cool. Then he has to have this many snaps played. Or this many yards, whichever one, like, whichever one's your huckleberry. Like, you got to pick. Yeah. It's going to get tricky because even, like, even if I get if I get hurt as a player in a union, I should get paid something. But so that's – so it's it's going to be a balance between incentive and guaranteed bread and whatever value that the team wants to get from the player for how much they're going to pay. But I just don't like the overall, like, oh, like I said in the beginning. Yeah. Okay, cool, whatever. We got to run it back. Like, you can't scoff at the skill, this particular skill position because it is so volatile. But it's like we're making money hand over fist. But where, where is it going? What are we going to do with it? You can argue that too. But again, a lot of that, some of that is on the player and, and, and their ability to hire somebody to negotiate in their behalf or negotiate for themselves, which is trending horribly as well. Um, 
Or like the NFLPA has to grow some type of backbone. Well, is it trending horribly? Because I'm not gonna lie to you. All the people that we were like, this makes no sense. This is trending horribly. Got paid. But it happens with like, there's a lot that goes into it. But they did get paid. But I don't think they're like. I think an agent can negotiate, and of course he's they're negotiating in a manner where it kind of it, it kind of builds for them to be able to do so in the future. When the players negotiate for themselves, it seems like they're burning the, every bridge behind them. They might get paid, yeah. but it's like the more, like these people are not picking up the phone for you no more. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're going to hey, call and it's Somebody like, put a call in the change St. Omni. Like, Anybody got St. Like Omni's number? Right. St. Omni when you need them. Hey, man, uh, let's finish it off with this conversation. I feel like we had a great conversation on the running back position. Um, I really want to finish it off with this because uh, it makes it easier for me to clip things up. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Justin Fields has been named the 86th best player coming into 2023 based on NFL Network's Tuesday release. Um, uh, on that list with him, 90 was DeAndre Hopkins, 89, Marshawn Lattimore, Aiden Hutchinson, 88, Chris Lindstorm, 87, 86, of course, Justin Fields, 85, Laramie Tunsil, 84, Zadaria Smith, 83, Teron Armstead, 82 is Tua Tagovailoa, and 81 is Christian Wilkins for the Miami Dolphins, uh, two Miami Dolphins on there. 86 for Justin Fields. Do we feel like this is too high? Do we feel like this is too low? Where are we thinking? I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I think Justin had a great season last year. I'm surprised he's on this list. At all? I'm surprised that he's on this list. Now, I will be 100% honest to say I think that he did something that not, not a lot of people can do thousand yard rusher and i know everybody scoffs at that oh he, he's a running back at a quarterback's position whatever but if he would have made this list to me i probably would have had him between 95 and 100 just based on the fact that we didn't see him pass the ball a lot but maybe i mean, I mean listen you heard how some of the people it's players in general not just quarterbacks right it's it's everybody. It's everybody included in this. And and maybe I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Maybe the NFL Network did something that more times than not we don't see national media do. Maybe they really took situation into account in this one. Yeah. To see what Justin Fields was at a at a minimum to see what Justin Fields was able to do potential with what he had last season. If you can't sit here and be motivated coming in as a Bears fan off of that, like that, like it's mind blowing to me and it's, that he was able to have the production he had last season oh yeah. with what we had on the field. And it's the and it's the um the fact that mo a majority of his plays, due to the fact that we didn't have a whole lot to celebrate, but a lot of his plays were electric. So. It's very interesting coming to the season, the fact that, okay, cool. Even if you want to, let's give the league a little bit of credit and say they catch up to the fact that they're going to be looking and spying for Justin on every type of play. Yeah. He's got people to throw to now. So the 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 potential and the openness of where 
things could potentially go are very much unpredictable and they're trending in the right direction. So 86 to me is a decent number. It's not, I compare these lists type like when they do hip hop, like, or, you know, top 100 artists or top five, even rappers, something like that. And then <laughs> that, like that every, top 30 Drake songs, like list. everything is completely <laughs> different and, and everybody's criteria is different. Um, this is cool to where, cause I saw the clip from, um, from NFL Network where they where they had uh, his peers and even the uh, players on defense who he played against and talking about facing him and the difficulties that they had. So uh, it was really good. I think it was it, it was great timing, especially coming off the Cowherd uh, commentary where it's like, <laughs> hey, the NFL trolled. The NFL one hundred and ten percent trolled. Colin oh, Cowherd. definitely. They are hundred because Colin Cowherd made them comments. And the NFL had that clip out like two hours Bro, later on legit. Twitter, where oh, it literally was just what was it? Some of the quotes that we got. Uh, what, who who was some of the people that uh, these are different? No, Fred Warner I think was on there. He said he's got all the tools to be a real dynamic player. Terry McLaurin said he's fought through a lot of adversity. He never complains or points the finger. Roquan talked about him. Says when I seen that play against Miami, I was like, Bro is different. Like they had that so ready to just be like, Shut up, Kyle. You don't know nothing about football. We're not sure how you're still doing this at the end of the day. <laughs> like, we don't know who's still watching you, dog. Like, it cracks me up with how, how, how you see the petty in some of these bigger companies when they do stuff like that. But to me, I, I like that Justin Fields is it. First off, how long is – did Jay Cutler make a top 100? How long has it been since the top – a Bears quarterback has been in the top 100. There's no way Mitch made one. There's no way Mitch made <laughs> one. I don't remember one. But. It's good. To, it's good to be in the top 100 in general. And to, to be honest, it's good to have like now, like your peers or your opponents um, have a healthy fear and respect for your game now. Yeah. So it's like, okay, cool. We see you, young fella. That's you and know, and it's that. and it's a fear and respect for what he can do on the run. I I've said this. I think the first three games of the season. You're gonna have. You're gonna have so much opportunity to throw the ball deep. I think they're gonna play a ton of single high. I think they're going to try and rush Justin to make sure that he's contained, and they're gonna do the same thing they did with Mitch, where they're gonna say, "Make sure that he plays quarterback." And I absolutely believe <laughs> that Mitch, or I'm sorry, that Justin is gonna be uh, uh, able to just drop back and say, "What's DJ doing down there already?" Right. Boom, and just that? let that mug go. Hey, what what did my shepherd say? It's like it's like the Amon Shepherd version when he was talking about playing with Jason Kidd. He was like, I can drop back. Right. He said, I do like, got DJ more down. I there. was open. <laughs> Jason Kidd just got me the ball. Like, I can dunk this right now. I did back up. Like, I'm on the rim. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm reverse ducking it now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I swear that that is going to be Justin Fields. And I do think the NFL is going to adjust to him. They're going to change how they're playing and stuff like that. But I swear that early on, Justin Fields is going to have the absolute respect of these guys. And they're going to say, we're going to rush him and force him to throw the ball because we know what he can do with his feet. Let's hope that he can't do it with his arm as well. And I think he's going to be able to do it with his Come arm. On. I think he's going to be able to do it with his arm. I have no question marks on Justin as a passer. Uh, one, one more thing before we go. Do you think that any other Bears will make this list, or will there be players that are disrespected? I think we saw a ton of disrespect on um, – somebody else did a list. I want to say that – well, it's CBS. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> never mind. I thought about who the list was from. It was a CBS, CBS. list. They didn't have DJ Moore. Uh, 
on their top uh top 20 wide receivers or something like that. So they still have so they they're going one by one like so the 85 they, they're is like doing tomorrow. I think it's like every 10. So they did 100 through 91. I think Trevor Lawrence was 91. Okay. Okay. I actually think Trevor Lawrence is like he's below Justin Fields, which is a little bit surprising. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I like Justin more than I like Trevor, and I think Justin eventually will be better. He's a victim of higher expectations. Trevor? Yeah. Oh well, that's true. Number one pick. Nah, yeah, yeah he true. had a higher expectations. That's true. Um, I hope there's more Bears on here. I think, of course, me being such a huge homer, like I'm like, man, you can pick anybody from the squad. I think Tremaine. But, uh, I don't know about all that. Tremaine should make it. So for a play from this year or a play from past year? Well, I think you're going into this year talking about what they were coming they into were. this season. Tremaine, so definitely, Tremaine should make it. He should make it. And then um, I don't know. I think any surprises is just some Bojack? of those. Some of those. Some of those older names. The 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 repent the dependables like you might not see on there. Like I don't like. Why would you see like you're not going to see a Tom? You probably who Brady. He ain't in the league this year. You're definitely I, not going to see him. No, I know, but sometimes they, they find a way to sneak him on there. <laughs> you just like don't throw him in there? <laughs> from past players, somebody's going to be like, so, oh, no, this how is can we not put the goal on 100 players coming into this season. Coming into this season. Coming okay. into this season. Um, <laughs> do you Tom see, Brady sneaks in. Do you see the 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 uh, your favorite uh, drug addict? Um, Dang. Ooh, wait a minute. Aaron Rodgers on there? Like, you'll see him on okay. there? Okay. Yes, Aaron Rodgers will be on the top 100 players coming into this season. Yeah, you just wanted to get the drug at a glass. I want to get right him up. Smoking crack. Oh, yeah, man. I could I could throw him very well. Like, red tops or blue tops, bro. I don't know what <laughs> to tell you. Hey, I was so thrown off, my God. I was like, what? Hey, I think we're going to call it an episode on that. Ain't he just finished it? Hey, we appreciate y'all for tuning in and showing love for Mr. Two Letters. If you knew better, you do better. Say, who better? Nobody, bro. I am Pat the Designer back at it again. We'll be back tomorrow breaking down more Bears football. I'll probably be coming from training camp, which means I will be exhausted, but you will see us nonetheless. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Appreciate you guys for showing love. Listen in on the podcast side. We're dropping these in podcasts as well. So listen in on the podcast side as well. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.